This is GabNet, the great American broadcast network. Talk radio like you've never heard it before. here with a theme song approved by Dan Meyer. It's The Exchange. My name is Rob Alfano. So good to have you with us tonight. We're going to open up the Citizen Panel in a little while and give you a chance to contact us and exchange your ideas. GabNet Live is the way you can contact us. All right, here we are. It's a uh, Wednesday night. I it, I feel feels like the middle of the night for me. I had a, a very rough night last night. I will get into that more in just a few moments. Just want to remind you that we are here on the Great American Broadcast Network. You can visit us at gabnet.net for more information about any of the programs that uh, run here on GabNet. Uh, and I'll tell you about two of them that are coming up tonight at 10 p.m. Eastern. It's The Ramble with Alex Bennett. He'll be here from 10 until midnight talking about, that's why they call it a ramble, I can't tell you what he's going to talk about tonight, but it uh, is between 10 and midnight tonight. And then after that, it's Adventure Night on Revelstoke Jim's Canadian content tonight at midnight Eastern. I spoke with Jim earlier tonight, and he told me what you guys are going to be doing, but I'm not going to say a word. I'm going to leave it to your imagination to tell you what's going to happen tonight. Um, I'm just going to leave it at that. How about that? So today is the 1st of October, or as they say at all rock radio stations, it's Rocktober, and uh, it's good to be here in October. The fall is upon us. Man, what a baseball game last night. Um, Unbelievable baseball game last night uh, between the Kansas City Royals, and uh, I didn't get a chance to watch it, but I I did, uh, um, I did, uh, you know, see see the highlights. uh, up and down who had the lead who you know gave back the lead in the end it's um it was Kansas City that won I'm really happy for Kansas City I don't know how Damian feels about that uh, uh I don't know that he cares whether no, or not he cares I if Oakland care. was knocked out of it or <laughs> not but uh, we're joined by uh, Rin of course and Damian this evening how are you folks doing well I, I actually like to clear something up from last night's show oh uh, Chris Elliott was on the Equalizer, but only as a guest star. Oh, okay. So that's where I had that visual of Edward Woodward and Chris Elliott. Oh, okay. So there's that. That's cool. Anything else? I do uh, have an I, Ebola I, I, update. You have an Ebola update? <gasps> Ebola. Ebola. It's a, don't touch your friend. Don't touch it. No, it is something dangerous. Ebola. I like the hat. You got the hat working for the Ebola update. You know it. Go right ahead. That's okay. Right. Well, I have two parts. First, I have new numbers. Uh, 7,178 cases and 3,338 dead. 3,000 dead. Wow. Over 3,000 dead. 
That's it's, it's crazy. I ne- I honestly didn't think the numbers would ever get this big. Yeah, I don't think that's any a, of us thought that. That's a lot of dead people. That is. <laughs> and it could be even more because of those villages they they don't go to normally. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. true. And and the other thing is um we have another Ebola case in the United States. Uh it's in Texas in Dallas and it's Thomas Eric Duncan. All right, now I know to and, avoid him. <laughs> yes, don't don't even take his call. Don't take the no. chance. And uh, he's being held in isolation in Texas Health Presbyterian Hospital, but he has been in contact with five children before he um, was diagnosed. Isn't that wonderful? Yes. So and possibly he, he, spreading. Now, how did he get it? Was he over in uh, Liberia? Yes. So he, then he, he caught a plane in Liberia. I, yeah. It wasn't clear whether he had been spending time there or if he just traveled there to, to get the flight. So so then, I mean, he could have infected a whole tube full of people, right? A whole airplane full of people. Um, well, I don't think it's contagious until um, you actually start to throw, show uh, symptoms. Oh, oh okay. And, and even and then, then, and then you have, have to actually be in physical contact. Right, and you have to like exchange true. body fluids. I mean, you'd have to like suck on their sweat or something. <laughs> Which, of course, you're going to want to do. Yeah, totally. In an airplane. I mean, we're all right here together. Can I suck on your sweat, please? Oh, that, that, that. <laughs> I don't yeah. mean to be forward, but we're joined by Jason. On that happy note, how are you tonight, Jason? Pretty good. Well, that's good I'm to hear. I, yeah, that's so. Then you are pretty good. You are pretty good. I got to tell you, I I, uh, I had a rough night last night. I, I had the night from hell last night. So, you know, I I go to sleep around I don't know maybe eleven thirty or so midnight in that area. You know, trying to fall asleep, and I always have trouble falling asleep. I have Gabnet on. I was listening to uh, Alex's program, and then I heard the beginning of uh, well, a good part of Miranda's program. You know, sort of like I couldn't tell you exactly what was going on because I was in that state. Well, about one twenty-five in the morning, every alarm, every fire alarm in this house went off what every one of them they're all going all just you know every room they're all just going what the hell is going on here right i get up i i I, first thing i do is well maybe there's a fire right fire alarms are going off so i go downstairs checked all the rooms there's no fire now i know that it's a malfunction I have no idea how to stop these things. And those are those ear piercing alarms. So mm. I'm, a, and I'm on a, I'm in a, uh, a townhouse, three le- level townhouse. And I'm, you know, it's one thirty in the morning and I'm up and downstairs. And how do I stop these things? My, my wife opens the back door. I'm like, there's no smoke. There's no sense in opening the door. <laughs> You're trying to, she was trying to trick the fire. Right. I, she said, well, who knows why they're going? I mean, so she figured maybe fresh air would stop them or something. Right. Uh, that didn't stop them. Well, I, I, I just for the, the one in my bedroom, is I have a tray ceiling over the bed, so there's like an extra six inches of ceiling of, of height to the ceiling. So mm-hmm. I grab the step stool and I'm standing on top of this step stool and I can't reach the fucking alarm. 
I cannot reach this thing. I'm trying to reach it so I can change a battery out. I found some. I'm rummaging. Now, remember, I am like dazed and... And I'm rummaging around. I found a bunch of old, you know, the nine volt batteries mm-hmm. and I can't reach this alarm. So I take my wife's hair clip, which is one of those clips that, you know, you clip your hair yeah. back with. It's a big thing. And I press the, the, the you know, you press the, the alarm. I mean, you press the little door reset and, it, and, and it comes out. No, not the reset oh, button. No, no, no. You oh, press okay. the little it's where the battery is. You press the little door in and it pops out. Right. It's like a little okay. snap thing. So you press it. And then as soon as I pressed it. Everything got quiet. <laughs> I didn't touch anything. I didn't do anything else. All I did was press the little door so I can get the battery out. I couldn't get the battery out because I couldn't reach it. The best I could do was use her little hair thing to, to you know, to open the door. But I thought, okay, it stopped. That's it. I'm going to bed. Mm-hmm. But, and so then it was going chirp, <gasps> chirp, like every 30 or 45 seconds, chirp. I said, all right, well, we're going to sleep with Chirp tonight, right? All right. 225 comes around. They're all going off again. Oh, Jesus. What the hell is going on now? Now I don't know what's going on because I have the one that I thought was bad. The battery is disengaged, right? So now I go back downstairs. I'm in my underwear and I'm in my garage getting my ladder out. And I'm trying to, I mean, I'm trying, I don't even know which one to go to, where the problem is. I knew the one in my, in my room was chirping. So I said, okay, I'm going to put a battery in that one. I put a battery in that one. I close it up. It got quiet again. Snuck back into bed. I got the ladder still in my, (laughs) at the foot of my bed set up this big ladder. And I, so now I'm, now I'm laying there. I'm thinking, I still see a red light. Like every so often it's flashing red. It's green, but there's a red light flashing in the center of it. Is it going to go off again? What's going to happen? So now I can't sleep. Now I'm on the computer and I'm searching, you know, uh, alarm. Why do alarms go off if there's no smoke? What's going on here? In another hour, it went off again. This time I went around and I didn't have enough batteries to change them all. So I changed every one that I could. I, the, the, only the one here in the studio I didn't change. So then I'm laying in bed again, and now it's chirping again in my room. I'm like, why the hell is this thing chirping? It's a brand new battery. So I said, I got up one more time. I, got, I took the battery. I replaced it. I, I swapped it with the one in the hallway up here. And everything got quiet, and it's been quiet ever since. I have no idea what the hell was going on. I was so, my wife saw a side of me last night that she's probably had never seen. I was, I told her, I said, I am going to rip these fucking alarms <laughs> off the ceiling. I don't give a crap. I'd rather burn in a fire than have to deal with this. <laughs> what wow. is it, Damien? So I'm exhausted. I mean, I am like, go ahead. Yeah, I can only imagine. Um, in my last job, one of the things that um, we sold, and it was a big, it was a big seller, <laughs> was uh, the Ultra Life ten year smoke alarm battery. It is guaranteed ten years in use in your smoke alarm. Really, ten years without replacing it, it is guaranteed, or they replace it for free. It, it, they're about. They're about ten dollars a battery. Right, so I mean, they're seriously a, a a serious battery. Um, uh, and if you can find them at your local Ace Hardware or whatever, wherever, that's where that's where we sold them. What do they call them? Um, 
Ultra Life. I'm writing Ultra Life, right one word. Ten-year smoke alarm battery. Okay, you know, and you can find them at your local your local hardware store. They're not cheap, but they are guaranteed to last ten years in use in your smoke alarm, um, or your or you get a new battery. Okay, I'm going to go look for those because my plan was this weekend because the ones that were that I put in there they were in my closet. I don't remember. I don't even remember when I bought them. So I'm figuring, you know what? I need fresh ones anyway. What, what's up, Jason? So they're battery-operated smoke alarms. No, they're electric. But, so they're, they're electric, but yeah. they take batteries, too? They're, they're battery backup. backup. And if the, okay. Yeah. So they're all wired together into your alarm system then, correct? But it, it kind of sounds to me, then, that you're, you had a, a kind of a brownout situation where all of your alarms were going off at once. Uh, I mean, do you... It, a house it alarm all, didn't I mean, go off. Kind of, you kind of said that it was the whole, but the whole every alarm went off. Yeah, every you do alarm. You have a home security system. Yeah, I do, and right? that didn't go so off. That all, was fine. It's all tied together, so your main panel should be able to tell you which one is the culprit, and you should also be able to silence the alarm too. Yeah, and it they never showed sound me like how to do that. Issue to me. Now I have. Well, so I have. Uh, well, that would really, really, really piss me off because that means it could happen again tonight. Yeah, you silence so, your alarm. Well, so I have two different kinds of fire alarms in this house. I've got the ones that, like the ones that everybody else has, that are un, unmonitored. And then I've got two that are monitored by the alarm company. So I, I, I know those are tied into the system because I've gotten phone calls from the alarm company when, when I burn something or my wife burns something on the stove. They call and say, you got a fire there? No. We burn something on the stove. So the other ones are just your regular average smoke and they're detectors. They're not hardwired at all. They are hardwired. They are. They are. They, they are. are. Okay. But well, they're not hardwired. I don't think they're hardwired to my security system because. No, they wouldn't have to be. But if if they lost power for whatever reason, they would sound their alarm. They don't have to be tied into your security system at all. Oh. If they're hardwired uh, alarms and they lost power. And the battery was probably dead too, you know. Then they would probably sound all throughout the house. You said it was all throughout the house. And every one of them was going off. Correct. Be, yeah, that that sounds like a, an electrical issue because they're all hardwired and they all lost have power. You have somehow. two that are hardwired in case the batteries die, and the other ones more than likely. And those are probably one of the two that are the culprit. Yeah, not necessarily. But your system should be able to tell you which one is your culprit. They never and you showed be me able that. To silence. I, I'll call the and, the, and, and that's that's the problem. You know, you get a lot of technicians come out to do stuff or whatever, and they don't show you. But you bought your house after it was already built, correct? I bought the house so, and built it, so I it, I was, was shown that was already installed. I was had, I, uh, oh no, I I put the security system in while it was being built. Yes. So you weren't probably there when they were actually installing. Oh it, no no no, I wasn't. But I was you. I I was here. I mean, they had a one day the 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 company, the security company came down. They showed me how to use the system and how it all works. The nobody met. The only two alarms they mentioned are the two that I know are wired directly into Guardian. I paid a little extra. He says you've got smoke detectors in here by law. You have to have smoke detectors, you know, in all the bedrooms, in the kitchen and all that in the hallways. He said, but we're going to put one up on your top floor and one in your kitchen that we will monitor that are separate. They don't even look like the other alarms, the other smoke detectors. They don't look anything like it. A little bit more for monthly payments. 
I'm, it's a couple of bucks a month more. It's, I think it's two bucks but a month those more. Those two are probably actually carbon monoxide detectors. No, they are smoke detectors. I don't have a carbon well, monoxide detector. Probably, no. Well, I say they might also be carbon monoxide because a, a lot of the ones that are monitored, they have the carbon monoxide built into them. Oh, but I'm, yeah, but know. it wouldn't matter if if the carbon the carbon monoxide detector has to be at ground level. It cannot be on the ceiling, or it won't work because carbon monoxide is heavier than air. And yeah. if you really want a, a, a good detector, it has to be yeah. here at your electrical outlet here at, at ground level. Well, and I have hey, the. I, I want to ask Damien a question right quick. You're talk, that's why I called up because you're talking about batteries and. 10-year battery, uh, a 10-year warranty battery, and if something happened. But was that a prorated warranty? I mean, if, like, if the battery went out nine years, you're going to replace a you know, battery when it's sort of when realistic. You can say, here's a buck. That's, that's their guarantee. Left. No, that they, they is warranted. It's the only battery on the market. And I don't work for them, and I don't even sell them anymore. Okay. But I, can, I will tell you that it's the only battery on the market that's guaranteed for to work for 10 years in your smoke detector. Active wow. use, not, not 10 year shelf life, 10 years in active use, or they'll, they'll replace the battery. That's, because I know, like, the, go ahead. Go ahead. I, know, I know Sears told, you know, you know, sells those like diehard batteries. And I had a friend of mine who worked at Sears. And yeah, the way they market us things like you know lifetime guarantee or whatever, and, and then when these people would come in expecting they're just going to get a brand new battery in their you know car, they probably have no credit card, no money on them, and they're told like, uh, uh-uh, uh, you got this much use out of it, you know. Now I ran into the same thing when I sold roofing. Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm surprised I never got in fistfights because you know you go out and say, well, it's a 15 year warranty roof, you got 14 years out of it. You're crazy if you think we're going to put a brand new roof on your house. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, you may have to find a retailer that actually backs that warranty. But right. I will also tell you that um, the if, battery is warrantied by the manufacturer. And even if you bought it at your local true value and they won't back the warranty, you can take it to the uh, your uh, cross town. You can go to your Ace Hardware and they will back the warranty. They'll just give you another battery. I have an Ace I right mean, here. Uh, I'll, I'll yeah. go to the Ace because, uh, you know, they're the place. Well, exactly. I, I worked right. 16 years for Ace Hardware, 16 years, oh, and wow. I can tell you what, what, they, what they call it is a policy A item. Yeah. So if, you, if the item goes defective, you can, you, any Ace Hardware can just request a replacement and they'll get one for free. I hope as that long as um, it's a policy A defective item, and these ultra life batteries are considered policy A defective items. So all any any local Ace Hardware has to do is say this battery is defective. Give me another one, and that's your key. That's your key when you walk into your local Ace Hardware. Say this ultra life battery died within ten years. This is a policy A item. Give me another one. And, and, and that's exactly what I like. I, I, I don't expect to be here 10 more years, so that would be perfect. Just put right. them in there and never have to deal with those damn things again. Uh, what, Jason, you had your hand up. Actually, I will, I'll, I'll just mention that I'm a six-foot-four guy, and I'm always the guy that everybody always asks, can you change the um, battery in that smoke alarm for me? And you know, I can reach it really easy, but you better believe that I'm like, okay, sure, I'll replace it, but I'm going to replace it with this 10-year battery, and I have personally bought many 10-year batteries for my friends and family 
just so I don't have to replace my <laughs> battery anymore. Well, I'm going to go check them out. That's for sure. I, I just had a quick question for Damien again, too. Uh, so I noticed you're back with your headset, which I'm sorry, it doesn't sound great. Your other one sounded really good, but you had a lot of background noise. Do you know what it was or why did you go back and forth? I, I'm no, I, I, you know, this is a big issue with me. This microphone that you guys were hearing me on right here, um, it's probably my fourth microphone. I've been trying and trying and trying to get a microphone that sounds good. Um, this one has a huge amount of background, background noise. So I have to mute it when I'm not talking. This, this headset mic doesn't sound great, but at least it doesn't pick up all the background noise. It doesn't Um, sound terrible. Well, I'm still kind of. You it sounds like you're calling from cell phone or something. Yeah, I, there's I a little bit of there's a little bit of like a breakup in it, but it's not terrible. It, it, it's it better kind of, than yeah, what it, you have. It sounds it sounds like I'm calling from a phone because it's, it's Bluetooth. It, your, it's a your Bluetooth voice headset. Totally well, maybe that's too. what it is. Well, how am I how am I coming across? Because I was listening to the replay. You sound of great. This. Yeah, tonight, tonight you sound good. Yeah, replay show yesterday. I you know it was yeah. I was I, I could I was interrupting. Well, that's and I swear to God. <laughs> I, <laughs> I thought that was just you being you, Doug. <laughs> I was like breaking up really bad, and, and there was times I mean where I did talk like over somebody where it's like okay, I know I interrupt, but I would not have interrupted right there. I just couldn't hear it. Just you know, the interaction got delayed or whatever. Yeah, and you're probably hearing it in a delayed fashion as we're we're already onto something else or or you know whatever. So yeah, you were just jumping in at times, but I just thought you were just. It's just business as and usual. The worst, <laughs> worst part is all of you other um, uh, citizen panel members are all using your built-in mic on your laptop or whatever, and your mic sounds great. And I don't, I, you know, I'm using a desktop with a monitor here. I'm trying to get a microphone that works good, and I'm like, boy, am I going to have to spend fifty dollars to get a microphone that I even like hearing myself on? No, that's a um, what, that's a Logitech a cam- or something. It's Logitech, like a camera. Yeah. Microphone built in. That's what I used to use before I got my Apple, and I thought it sounded fine when I listened back to the replays. You know, I just well, I, I, clipped on the top of my laptop, and I loved it. So right now, you're just using the mic in your in your yes. Mac. The built-in. The built-in. Yeah. Okay. And what well, do you use, Mac, Rin? The Mac. Ha- the Mac. I've seen. Um, I've watched people, and the Mac microphone actually seems to be very good. A lot of people use a Mac, and their microphones are very good. I did like my Logitech or yeah, Logitech. I like that one better. I like the camera and I like the microphone better before. Well, but I ain't gonna sit there and put this on when I have this one is just fine. How about what are you using, Rin? It's just the the mic and the laptop. Hmm. And and you don't have any. So you have the speakers that because you never feed back. You never. I'm. I've got headphones. Oh, you've got buds and earbuds. That's yeah. right. Okay. <laughs> Oh, all right. That works great unless, you know, unless Nicole is sitting next to me, in which case I can't use the headphones. I have to send it through the speakers so we can both hear it at the same time. And then I have to have a microphone that we can both use at the same time. You know, I can't use my headset mic for both of us. So that's why I've been looking for an actual microphone. And, you know, I guess I'm going to have to spend like 50 bucks for a microphone because, you know, these $20 options just are garbage. I wonder why. Um, well, I mean, you get what you pay for, right? You know, exactly. that's that's part of it. The, but I wonder. Actually, that was that was my review for this. For my the last mic I bought from Best Buy, I said, you get where you pay for Heinlein would be proud. That was my, <laughs> that, that was my title for my review for that microphone. 
I think my my Logitech only costs thirty five dollars. Yeah, Logitech uh, makes I would a nice really product. Hope to get it for more like twenty dollars. Logitech makes a nice product. They they do. They have their their mics are good. The the cameras are nice. Um, Doug, you have your hand up. Uh, yeah, but get, continue with the conversation. I was going to bring up something about from last night and with uh, with Revelstoke Jim. You already interrupted, Doug. Go ahead. Yeah, you might as well. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't such a tremendous subject anyway, yeah. so go ahead. Well, but, but anyway, that's why I was raising my hand just so. Um, uh, but anyway, uh, you know, Revelstoke said he was in Virginia yesterday, and I was uh, I was also in Virginia. And when I was listening to replay, I heard him talk about, like, what town he was in. And I discovered we were probably about maybe, like, 45 minutes apart from one another. And it was <laughs> like, was oh, I wish I, I, was I, joke, I think he was having fun with you. Yeah, he was kidding you. Yeah. Oh, he was? I think he was yeah. fun in you. Yep. I think he was still in Revelstoke. Yeah, he uh, did not leave Canada. <laughs> He's not allowed to leave Canada. <laughs> okay. Over my head there. <laughs> well, I will say that, you know, um, just like 30 seconds later, you kind of put him in, in his place by, you know, uh, uh, thanking him and uh, giving him appreciation for doing that promo. <laughs> <laughs> but I, was, it was, it was, I thought was, that was very good, Doug. Thank you. It, it was. I mean, it was. It was sincere. You know. I, I mean, you know. I, we're, hey, listen, I know that was the that was the best part. So, anyway. <laughs> so uh, Doug, listen, listen. All those people who gave me those negative comments, I appreciate that too because they take the time to respond and you know and ask like, you know, hey, whatever. Any press like, is good press, right? Life is beautiful. Any press you know, is good press. As long as they're talking about you. I swear, man. Eh, yeah, you know, I mean, no, whatever. No. Hey, Doug I got a question. Like as long as I have you on the phone, Doug, you are really mad into restoring things, correct? You restore motorcycles? Yeah, vintage motocross bikes. And I've redone furniture before. And, and hopefully I'll be redoing some hardwood floors in my house pretty soon. <laughs> and a pool. Not to mention nativity scenes. Nativity scene. Uh, that was a one. That was a one-time thing. I was trying to. I was trying to score some brownie points at work. Oh, there. That, you say it's a one-time thing until it's a two-time thing. Right. Oh yeah, my wife wanted to make it. A, my wife wanted me to make her one, but then, you know, now with one with three wise men and uh, some angels floating around, and it's like, you know, when I when I, that lady asked me to do this thing, the reason I did it, I mean, I was only kind of yeah, you know, some brownie points there. But it's like ladies' husbands like suffering from cancer. It was like a really hard time and everything, and they're having like you know, um, it, you know, like fundraising things for her husband to try to raise money and all that. And then like soon after she did that, you know, she's now driving like a you know, a this fifty five restored Chevrolet around. Here. Like, I was like, what the hell is this? You know, every time I'm sorry, I hear- Rob, I, I kind of derailed your show I- uh, in, in, in for. <laughs> For and you know Doug, <laughs> and <laughs> every time I hear it's a nativity, every time I hear nativity th- the scene, I always think of the uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm episode where he goes out, where Larry David goes out and hires the live nativity scene. Did you ever see that one? Yeah, I think I've seen a clip from yeah. it, but that's, I, I that's I don't hysterical. Have HBO. But yeah, to answer your the answer to your question, I do restore vintage stuff, so uh, you want to get back to that. Yeah, uh, I wanted to ask you, because I'm just about to get in, not restoring, because uh, I don't have anything to restore, but I figure if you're restoring, you know how to finish. You know how to, you know, um, uh, 
so basically what I'm doing is I have a, a Mustang, right? And it's, it's uh, in good shape. I don't need to restore it, but I'm right. about to get into the whole area of um, detailing it myself. How old is the paint? Oh, the paint. It's just a 2012 car. Oh, uh, all you need. Um, McGuire's. I, I mean, I have, I mean, I have a buffer. Probably what you need is 2012 car. Has it ever been detailed before? Have you ever been hand waxed before or anything like that? I've had it hand waxed. I've never done it. So I'm getting into this whole, this is my new thing. I, I, I went out and I, I bought. I'll tell, tell you what to do. Invest, go to, well, invest in a, um, there's a, it's a buffer. I'm trying to remember. I think the name of the company is like Car Geeks or Auto Geeks, and it's like a Porter uh, Wagner buffer. It's a various speed one. It's about two hundred and twenty dollars. So I mean, you'd rather go on and pay. I mean, that's what you'll pay somebody professionally to do. But if you can go and get this thing yourself, the reason I bought it for myself is because I bought this GTI. And it had some key marks down the side of it. So I bought this buffer, got the key marks out and all that. So it's always there. So if you ever get any type of scuff marks and all that. And they have like McGuire's, but there's like a, there's certain, like pretty much there's a, a compound that ha- that's pretty heavy cut. So if you have that heavy oxidation, you use that first. Then you go to one that has a lighter cut. I thought with the new cars, pop- you don't do that because they have a, they have a clear coat on it. Oh yeah. This is for clear coats. Oh, it is? Oh yeah. Have you ever clayed a car? Because I thought that kind of gets rid of all that crap too. Now, the only time you want to clay your car is if you have like uh, contaminants like tar or paint overspray, or yeah, you know, or if it's or if the finish is really bad, you know, maybe some like hay spots. Well, they one of the things that you you get from the benefit of clay is if you've got a lot of uh, circular Close. scratches from like car washes and stuff, you know, gets them out. But if you use a buffer, and as I said, if you go through the compound system, it's going to be a lot easier than trying to go through a whole damn car with a you know clay bar. A, a car that new, you should just need some regular, you know, any type of, you know, actually almost ex- proper maintenance of it is to uh, wax it once a year at least. Get a good hand job on there, 15 bucks for a box of rags or something like that. And There's nothing like a good hand, hand job. job. Hand job and a box of rags. That's <laughs> 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 but uh, seriously, you know, it, and time, you know, you're just going to put the time into it, do it on a, a nice day where it wasn't not too much direct sunlight. But I got a garage, so it'll be in the garage. But what I what I bought and I got it today in preparation for all this is this um, this uh, little it looks like almost like a big wheel, <laughs> like a kid's big wheel. Almost. It's this really big, comfortable seat on three big caster wheels and oh, you can yeah. sit on it. And I, I'm done with the days of being on my knees and and crouching down trying to get the bottom of the car. So I bought mm-hmm. this thing, and I can I, I actually took some polish and cleaned. I have uh, I have um, uh, a chrome chrome wheels on the car, so I actually waxed the wheels tonight because I figured I want to try this thing out. I put the wheels on, and I got and it's so comfortable to sit there. So now I'm thinking oh, yeah. I'm ready to wax the car. I'm ready to do all the work on the sides. I want to. This is my new thing. So I was just wondering what you do since you, you were, you know, into restoring. I mean, that's what, I mean, like, as I said, I do that probably about once a year from, you know, for all, all my cars and my family there. Just give it that little three, you know, stage there. And, and maybe there's sometimes I don't have to do the very first stage. But the first stage, like, as I said, if you have heavy swirls, 
if you have like some you know scratches in the clear coat uh, from like you know from branches or something like that that first stage which is a heavy compound yeah I think McGuire's I think from like one scale from one to ten is about maybe an eight or something so it's not you know, the most aggressive ten would be the most aggressive yeah and okay. the other good thing about this buffer I bought though is because I can also you know get the haze out of my headlights now that requires some sandpaper for, but for the final stage take that buffer to it with the compound and you know his headlights look brand new i'm just afraid of those things that you know you can just like rip off the paint not this type this type has a kind it's not it's a it's like a small one it looks like a grinder uh-huh what you're going to use and, is just and that. it has like a three speed where it doesn't it will not burn into the finish of the car even if you laid it there really just the way it stands will not do that you'd probably just take an old t-shirt and wrap it around there for your on the buffer too wouldn't you yeah but the one thing you can't forget is the tire shine to spray the oil or whatever on the yeah, tires to get yeah. them to shine too, man. Then that makes it that yeah. finishes the job. I bought a leather cleaner for the interior. I just I'm just going to spend. I'm just going to get into this because I I've never done it before. I mean, when I was a young, 19 year old, I did that kind of stuff. I haven't touched it. I mean, it's been car wash, car wash, car wash. Here's the keys. Wax it. <laughs> I haven't done yeah, any of that. So yeah, it's beyond turtle wax now. But one more thing I forgot to mention, you have to buy like different types of foams too. There's like different grades, like you know, like a yellow is aggressive, red is mild, one's primarily for uh buffing. Oh, you mean for so the like, for the machine? Yeah, for the machine. It's almost like grits of sandpaper. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's why I was talking about putting an old t shirt over top of your buffer. <laughs> that's what I used back when I was a kid. How do you keep an old t shirt on it though? Rubber band. I don't know if it's just a rubber band or if there was something that was, you know, designed to be on it. But I think we used a rubber band and an old T-shirt and hey, went to town on your car. But then you had to get all the little cracks and the details and you had to take the shirt off and yeah. getting in there. And you spent three hours just waxing your car. Have you ever heard of a, a website called The Chemical Guys? Crickets. <laughs> No, they're a car detail website. And uh, they have some pretty cool – they have a ton of do-it-yourself videos on there, just about anything. They have different kinds of detail products, plastic products that, you know, yeah. um, all kinds of stuff that they make themselves. So instead of buying like – I guess would you say Meguiar's? Is that the wax? What's the name of the wax? That's just one of them, yeah, Meguiar's. Meguiar's. So they, they have their own products and they guarantee their own products, and uh, they every one of them they show you uh, a, a video on how to use it and what it looks like when it's done, and, and you know it's a pretty cool website. I, I I've been mesmerized by this website. We're joined by Charlene. Good evening to you, Charlene. How are you? Hey, Charlene. I have to call because I I love when Doug uh, starts talking about the cars on your show, and you join in too, Rob. My husband watches all that Meacham Auto uh, Auto stuff. You oh know? yeah, the, that's the. Um, <laughs> The uh, the the auction, right, right. Yeah, so it's I like, like watching uh, that. It, it's like car shop talk, like uh, you know. So I heard that. I said I have to call in. Oh, glad to have you. Glad to have you. Um, I think Damien, you had your hand up, right? It passed. Well, yeah, it's like, for a while. My only question was: you had said that you were looking into detailing your car, yeah. and I guess I've never really been 
um, clear as to what that term actually means, because it seems to me that it could mean a lot of things or it means everything. I mean, what do you mean when you say you want your car detailed? I mean, do you want it just waxed? And, and Well, no, and- I, I think what I mean by that is um, more than just a wash and a wax, because the car has had wash and wax. I mean, I haven't done it. But the car has been washed or waxed. I mean, you would look at the car. It's it's clean. It looks good. But I'm talking about the other day. I it's a convertible, so I have the I, I want to put a I want to do something to the convertible top. I want to treat it. So right. it's a little more detail than just a wash and a wax. And nothing has been done with the convertible since I've gotten it, which you know I got it in 2012. So in actually late 2011, and it's got 50,000 miles on it. So I I. I found this stuff on on uh, Amazon, watched a video about it, and it's a two-step process. You use a brush. After you wash the car, you keep the roof wet. wet. You use this brush to, to get in there and clean it real good, and then there's a sealant that you put over it. That's one so what thing. what you're essentially referring to is refinishing the exterior of the vehicle. And the interior, because I bought a, a two-stage leather cleaner from this chemical okay. guys. And basically, for example, the other day, I, I have my top down a lot. And the other day, I happened to just the the rear um, uh, headrests. I keep flat because uh, nobody ever sits back there. I've got a I've got a big screen, you know, I wind screen off. behind me. I have, I have an escape. I take mine off completely. Yeah, I mean, I I, I, I would like to view more than uh, the head. I have a, a a screen behind the the, the seats. And you can't sit back there anyway. So I have them down. And the other day, I just went like touch them, and they're black. And the, the, the interior yeah. is leather, so I'm, I'm, I have this two-stage leather cleaner, and this weekend that's my project to really get in there and clean the leather first, and then second to treat the leather. And they say that this leather treatment stuff just makes the car look brand new. It makes the leather smell brand new again. So I'm excited to do it. Uh, Jason. I just hope once you're done, you're not going to post any pictures on uh, Facebook of you going topless. <laughs> no, no, that's, <laughs> I'll stay away from that. Doug. Are you planning to do the engine? Never thought of it. I actually. You, since- you need to. If you have 50000 on that car, you probably got some good old grime on that thing. So, uh, But I tell you what, it's just. Um, Is that easy to do or hard to do? That, there's that stuff called, you know, from Gunk. Gunk, yeah, and, and I tell you that stuff just doesn't work worth a damn, and that's about the only thing that's out there. I, you know, if anybody has any suggestions, but you're talking about like the Charlene the seems she has one or the, or the Chemical Brothers, and, and I remember that there was like a, I don't know if it was their side I came across, but it was like a like homemade thing for Armorall, and it, it was like uh, you know, tungsten oil or something like that. I'm sure I'm mispronouncing it. And like lacquer thinner, I believe it, it was like this, like kind of like almost like you're making, you know, moonshine or something. But it made a really <laughs> good. Go ahead, Charlie. I want to hear what yeah, you have I to live. say. About- out here where I live, um, they have a car wash that like you put quarters in for the vacuum, and then they have like um, what do you, like you wash it yourself? Yeah, the self wash. Mm-hmm. But it has like you can wash your engine like that, and I've done it, and that works better than that gunk. Spray well, stuff. but what are you washing it with? Because water and soap is not going to get off grease. Well, it's like some sort I of. I think it's a power yeah, wash, which, isn't it? Even yeah, with a power well, wash, greenish thing that you put on it, like that comes out of the hose. Oh, I guess so like a cutter. Cutter. oh, so they have a grease cutter that you that you use if you want. I see. Okay, right. And I think you just have to be careful like with the air filter. So here's my worry about that, and I've thought about this over over 
you know that that stuff kind of gets in and erodes the uh, gaskets on the car and stuff. It does right? Yeah, not if you do it periodically. It's not going to do anything. No, I mean a little dirt nah. on the engine. That's an engine. I'm not going to. You know. Well, that's why you power wash it with hot water, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah, but it is hot water. Yeah. Well, I have a power and, and I'll washer. Make sure, you know, you read Gunk's instructions. It says like, uh, don't leave the, don't turn the car on. But I, every time I. You know, do the engine in my car. I have it running to do it. I try to avoid the battery and you know, you know, alternator and generator, but just you know, the other things. But just I'll tell you the truth. I'll tell you the truth. I'm not even comfortable. I used to do things. I used to do oil changes and grease jobs back when you had to grease a car. Um, Mm -hmm. I had a Volkswagen, a '64 Beetle, and I used to change the uh, exhaust on them all the time. I've done brake (laughs) jobs. I look under a car hood now. And I don't even feel like I know what it is anymore. Electronics. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I, uh, <laughs> I'm embarrassed to say this. I had, I had a Corvette, and uh, I would drive the car so infrequently. This is until I got the charger. Then I put it on a trickle charge, and I never had the problem again. But for a, a good period of time, I, didn't, you know, I just would leave the car for, say, four or six weeks not driving it, and the battery would go dead. And so right. I would have to jumpstart it. So the first time that happened, my other car was a C-Class Mercedes. And so I, I, I go, okay, no big deal. I've got a charge. I've got jumper cables. I back the Mercedes. You know, it's a two-car garage. I back the Mercedes out of the driveway and park it in front of the vet. I pop the hood on both. I can't find the battery in the Mercedes. I have a hybrid um, escape. I think I've told you that. But, and, and if you pop the hood, it has a normal engine inside, and it has a battery right there. But it also has the electric motor in the back, you know, that um, they, they work in synergy. But, I, you know, the, the entire thing is so electronic that I open up the hood. I, I won't – I have jumper cables. I will not jump somebody else's car because I'm just so freaked out about, you know, what the hell is, what the hell am I doing here? It looks like a normal battery, looks like a normal (laughs) engine, but I have a hybrid. Lord knows what's going to happen when you put those two connectors on there. And And you're supposed to. Yeah, I have jumper cables just so that somebody else might be able to jump me, but <laughs> I will not. I will not jump somebody else. No, I can't. But do and, it. And, like the, and the car you're supposed to be jumping off is like now they show if you look at the owner's manual, and I've done it this time before. And there's been several times it doesn't work where you put you know the red on positive, then you put the black like on a motor mount, right? Or yeah, or, or something. A grounding for point, the but there are no grounding points anymore. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so I, I mean, it, take- it's all a composite. I mean, you're, if you grab, if you point it, uh, clip it onto a piece of metal, you don't know that that metal piece of metal is actually grounded. So I found the yeah. solution to your problem. After I couldn't find the battery on the Mercedes, I I didn't you know I said what am I going to do here? I'm screwed. So I found this. Uh, char- this this battery charger that you use your cigarette lighter for. Mm-hmm. You yeah. you plug it into the cigarette lighter of each car, and it takes yep. a little longer. But it yep. when the light turns green, the light's red. You leave you know your the you leave the car that you're using to 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 be the booster running, and it, you know it tells you specifically which end you know you have to plug in the right end to the right car. And then the light stays red, and then when it turns green, you can go in and turn the other car right over. 
so you don't have to yeah, raise the hoods. Yeah, great invention. It was invented like five years ago or something. It's been on the market for about five years. That's so. when I got it about yeah. five years ago when I when I had the Mercedes and I, <laughs> I couldn't figure out how to jump car jump the car. How and before that, I, I have one of those battery things that's a, a, an actual battery and it has two yeah. two uh, clips on it. Yeah. You can jump start a car off of it. Uh, and that, I wonder if I just got a trickle charge for the for the Corvette because uh, it was happening so often because I didn't drive and put a thousand miles a year on the car. So it was constantly the battery was dying and it was a new battery. So I just put a trickle, you know, the car is in the garage. I just plugged it in. I had a little, uh, a little connection that I would leave attached to the battery. And then when I, when I wanted to drive the car, I just took that connection off, tucked it in, and I would be able to drive the car. It kept it charged all the time. And that's the way I was told that I should have done it for the 10 years I owned the car. But I only wound up doing it for the last year and a half that I owned the car. Is but, that expensive, Rob? Trip no, trip? that was it was like forty eight, fifty bucks or something like that. It's not expensive. Because we want to get one of those portable ones that you don't need another car. You just use that box, right, to to jump it. Right? I don't know that that's that. That is nice. something that you always leave plugged in, um, and yeah, you want it trickle you need charges need your battery. Charged. It cycles. It cycles yeah, the it, battery, and then it lets it drain a little bit. Then it cycles it, and and you know that's that's what that is. To buy what Damien has is what you're talking about. Right, like a portable charger, right? Right. Yeah, or and the, the cigarette the lighter thing. The problem with that is you would think that you can just put it in your trunk and be able to charge yourself anytime, but it it, it discharges sure. over time. Uh, so after about even six weeks, that battery in your trunk doesn't have enough charge to jump your, your own battery. So it's really an emergency only, and you kind of have to keep it in your car or in your in your garage. I mean, so how do you keep? How do you? You have to keep charging that then. Yeah, no, you kind of have to keep it on the charger. And I so, will say that it's it's pretty awesome because, um, like, ten years ago there was a blackout in San Francisco, and it was the same time that we were having a Christmas party. And uh, we went over to our friend's house in San Francisco, and the entire city was blacked out. And I had this charger in my trunk, and we actually plugged the Christmas tree into it. And we were the only people in, only people in the block that had any power whatsoever. People would show up for the party and go, how is your Christmas tree lit? Yeah, well, I just happened to have this thing in my, in my trunk. But it, it discharges really, really fast, and you ha- I was just lucky to have it already charged. That's cool. So, but you're a handy guy. So you know how to. I, I, that's my biggest thing is that I'm not. I don't. I'm like not a handyman. I have stuff. You're a that, tech guy, though. You are a handyman. No, no, no. I'm a tech guy when it comes yeah, to are. gadgets. Yeah. I'm a tech guy when it comes to gadgets, no question. But when it comes you to you just haven't branched out. You just when, need to branch out uh, into when, other things. When it comes to putting nail in wall, I hurt myself. <laughs> I I hurt so myself, slow. and then I get pissed, and then I break. I'll, I'll give you for instance. I have no patience, right? So I have a in in my den downstairs. I've got uh, a man cave, right? It's uh, you know I had it before I was married, so it stayed mine. I I bought the house. I decided I was going to make a Yankee room out of it. So I have all kinds of Yankee memorabilia down there. I've got um, you know you name it, Yankee. It's down there. Not to look like a kid's bedroom, but it looks more like a. It looks more like a like a sports bar. It looks more like a sports bar kind of thing, man cave. Not what you know. There's not like posters all over the place. Anyway, I had gotten this fat boy. You know these fat boy 
decals. You've seen them, yeah. right? Well, I bought one for the Yankees, and it's the it's the interlocking NY. And it's not a solid sheet of paper, a square with the interlocking NY. It's actually the the exact NY. shape of the NY. So putting it up and stuff is difficult because I'm putting it on a wall and you got to measure it just right because then you've got to go lay it out piece NY and you got to lay it out right so there's no bubbles in it and stuff. Well, it lasted about two years and then it started to peel all the time. It started to come oh. down. So... My cousin, who is very, my cousin came to visit, and she's very artsy, craftsy, and she said, you know what I would do with that if I were you? I would go out and buy a piece of foam core, and then take that Yankee thing down, the, the NY thing down, and cut the foam core to match it, and then glue the Yankee thing to the foam core, and not, not only will it uh, be cool looking, it'll give it some depth, and I thought, what a great idea. I would do it the opposite way. I would glue it to the foam core and then cut it out. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, which is what which, right which is what I what you know what I I tried to do. Well, this became a disaster very quickly, and then I lose my patience, and in the end, I take out my aggression on it. <laughs> Uh-oh. You punched it. <laughs> I destroy it because I get aggravated that I, I I hack it here, and I'm trying to use a hobby knife, and I'm trying to use a Dremel tool, and I you know I I just I I do not have the patience when something goes wrong. That's why I'd rather not touch anything. A, a Dremel tool? On that. I, I think an exact breathe. Just breathe. Yeah. Let it flow over you. It's <laughs> then let it let you it go. You sound like my wife. I fell, I fell off I fell off a ladder yesterday because I got frustrated trying to work work with a door at, at, at here at the thing and I I yanked it so hard that the ladder actually fell out from under me and I fell onto <laughs> Oh, no. Onto the actual, uh, under my client's stuff. I have a big bruise right here. Oh. And I got a bruise right here under my eye. I mean, I went because oh, wow. I got Six frustrated and I yanked on it too hard. And I yanked on it so hard, <laughs> the ladder came out from under me. So, yeah, calm, breathe. So, so I let it you flow over that. you. I, I don't I have that. If I'd been there, Before, I never would have stopped. get down there, too. I don't have that Zen attitude. I'll give you. I I did it once, but I have. This is embarrassing. This is this is. Absolutely, I can't believe it. But I mean, really, you know, when I think about it now. So I have a cat, uh, and I I when I moved into this house, I put the cat's litter box in the laundry room, and so instead of leaving the laundry room door open, I thought, let me put a cat door in, right. Now, I can't put a cat door in the door because the doors are louver because that laundry room is also the, uh, you know, it's the uh, it's the the air conditioning and the heat. Right. And so they put in louver doors so that you get ventilation in there. So I couldn't put a, a cat door there. But what I could do is put it right outside on the wall. I could cut a hole in the wall and put a cat door in there and, you know, I'm only cutting into one side of sheetrock because the laundry room isn't finished. It's studded. So you okay. would th- I so I went out and I bought the I went out and I bought the cat door. Get it in the house. They give you a nice template. You tape up the template, 
you make a you know a little mark there. You, you you know you trace it out, and then you get your little sores all, and you cut your hole right. You would think how simple is that? You only have to go. You could see the studs right. So what do I do? Oh, no. It always sounds simple. It sounds simple. I it, it, in, in, I take and I tape this thing to the wall on the outside, <laughs> not on the studded side. Cut through the studs, yeah. <laughs> and I didn't take into account that I wasn't far enough over from the from the corner, so there were studs there. So I drew the the hole, and I'm I'm cutting, I'm cutting, I'm cutting. All of a sudden, what the hell is this? I go walk around the door, I go look inside, and I'm hitting the stud. I mean, I could have simply put the damn thing on the inside and knew exactly where I was going to cut it. So now, I'm angry, right? (laughs) I am angry. I am hot. Because I'm more hot over the fact that I'm just stupid and didn't think of that until the second part, right? So now I've got to go to Home Depot and I've got to buy tape. And I've got to buy, uh, you know, spackle. spackle. And then I've got to get out the, the gallon of paint because it's it, it's my den, which the, the, the whole bottom is the Yankee Navy blue. But uh, I have a chair uh-huh. rail. And so the whole bottom is Navy blue. And now I got to get out the Navy blue paint and I got to pay. It's a whole thing. It could have been done in 15 minutes. But no, I made this major project out of it. <laughs> And you ended up with no cat door. No, right? no, no. I did put the cat door in after that. I have a cat door there. And I'm proud <laughs> Of that cat door, but I it took me two tries when it should have only. I mean, I, you see what I'm saying? I mean, how stupid but am I? It takes you what it takes you. Uh, You've never done it before. You didn't have anyone there helping you. Yeah. It's, yeah. I think it's a normal reaction. And, and, yeah. and the <laughs> you're trying to make me is, feel good, and that's all no, that is because no, everybody no, else is laughing. You learned from the experience, and you're not going to do that mistake again. That's true, but I'm never putting in another cat door. Yeah, but if you do that mistake again, forget it. That's true. I I do learn from my mistakes. I'll make them. I I went out and I bought this six-foot mirror. I mean, this thing weighs a ton. And I wanted to put oh, yeah. it in my dining room. You're opening a dance studio? No, no, no. I, 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 it's a, it's a big long mirror. That's all. It's got, it's got solid wood around it. It's a really pretty piece. I bought it at uh, that place that you go into Home Goods. You ever go to Home Goods? Oh yeah, yeah. I've heard of Love them. that place. I got some really cool things. You never know what you're going to find in there. The second, you know, the, you don't, you don't pick it up that day. It's all different the next time you go. And I found this great mirror, and it was, you know, it's, I wanted it along the dining room wall where my dining room table is, right? So I get it home. This thing weighs, I'm going to say 60, 70 pounds. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid to hang it. So I tried. <laughs> they give you the two hooks, or no, they give you four hooks. They give you mm-hmm. four, and, but, but I can't hang anything like that. I need to cheat. I need to yeah, to well, use I need to use like picture wire because otherwise I'll never get it straight. If I'm just going to put in hooks and have to go by getting it straight, you know, I was like, no, I, yeah. well, I put it up and and the, the the all of a sudden it started to slip and it almost came down. Oh shit! <laughs> what did I do? I called the guy. I went. I went to <laughs> went to I went to Craigslist. I found a handyman. The guy looked at me like I. He goes, really. You can't hang this. <laughs> he didn't say that, but he was like, 
okay, he was in and out in 10 minutes, and he charged me a uh, hundred bucks or whatever it was. You, didn't use you know what, Craigslist, you were supporting the economy right there. there. And that's what I always say. I'm supporting the economy. Jason. That's right. <laughs> yeah, two things. One, good anchors. Anchors, you know, usually I think it's 50 pounds per anchor. And, yeah. Uh, the second thing, I listen to this one handyman talk show on the weekend sometimes, and he says the strongest tool in your uh, toolbox is your checkbook. I agree. You know, I'm I'm a firm believer in keeping the economy going. People say, really, you don't. I I have some stuff downstairs right now. I haven't hung just because. Oh, it's you know, I'm sure if if you looked into my studio, I've got a, in front of me here, and I did all this work myself. I bought um, studio uh, sound panels. Uh-huh. I have three big panels that are you know they're padded it looks like a regular what you'd find in a studio um and they're hung i did those i put up hooks all along you can see part of the the gray that's over there in the corner those are special mm-hmm. curtains they're they're sound sound dampening curtains and I, I i hung up the the hooks on top those things weigh a ton they're like almost they're heavier than those moving uh blankets and I hung they're those. They're like blackout curtains only. Oh, no, no, no. Like they're, they're more, you, you know those moving blankets that they wrap furniture in? They're more like that. Oh, yeah. They're they're very oh, heavy. Oh, Damien would definitely know that. They're very heavy. <laughs> and I so I, I put up the hooks. I'm real proud of this studio. I did, you know, everything here. I this My, my console I built. With instructions? <laughs> of course. And my electric screwdriver. It all it all went together. Sometimes it works out, but a lot of times I wind up getting frustrated, and then they just break whatever it is that I'm trying to fix on purpose because I love it feels to put good. Things together. It's one of my favorite things, like to buy bookcase and put it together, or stereo equipment, anything like that. I just I'm pretty love good it. at that stuff. I've done my barbecue. I put together a Weber barbecue. I put together. Barbecues are hard. Yeah, well, I went to. I only put the doors on backwards. I had to take them off and put them on right way. Well, I've done that. And my <laughs> when I built my deck upstairs and uh, on my second level, I uh, put a. Uh, I had to build the chairs and the table, you know, for the for out there on the deck. I thought you were going to say you built the deck. No, 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 no. Yeah, I was say, I'm impressed. Build a deck. Wow. I, when I had the deck hey, built, man, was probably a better way to say it. People were doing it in the seventies. Right. Oh yeah, I mean, look. Uh, <laughs> Oh God, the big library series! Yeah, yeah, the Time Life book series, man. The first one with how to build a deck, <laughs> the very first one. What was the name remember? of that series? Oh yeah, I remember all of them. Now it's a flash. I have to go to YouTube now. I got a little flashback now. Yeah, there's the D, the D, <laughs> the DIY, all the DIY videos. They really are great. I I changed out in my garage. I changed out the cheapo builders. Um, the rollers for the garage door and put in good ball bearing ones so they would be quiet and it wouldn't destroy my electric garage door opener. So I figured out how to get those on. Proud of myself. Once in a while I get a win. You're more handy than you think. No, no, no. No, No, I'm not very handy, but once in a while I get a win without breaking (laughs) something first. Or Rob, isn't it. there like a spring that's really dangerous in those garage door, you know, things? Yeah. Like if it hits you or something, you can get really hurt bad. Yeah, you, yeah, there is. But I wasn't messing with the spring. I they, they showed me the cheat way to do it. You actually bend the channel. Um, there's a spot on the garage door that you actually, you know, the channel, the metal channel? You actually mm-hmm. take a pair of vice grips and you bend that channel. And then you can slide. You could just, as as each one of the rollers goes by, you can just pop it out 
put the new uh, wheel, you know, the new roller back in and then put it in. Then you just close up the little, did it on both sides. This was the DI, the DIY video. One guy wow. showed you how to do it the real way where you got to take everything apart. Another guy said, no, oh, look at this. <laughs> Don't kill yourself. You could do it this way or you could do it the easy way. And I, I was all time, over it. Those, those Time Life books have been replaced pretty much by YouTube. Mm. There's something on there, like when you know, I bought my camera. Yeah, it was like going on there, type it in there, and there's all sorts of like how to work this damn camera. It's awesome. It is awesome. By the way, we are out of time, believe it or not. It's been a, a good program. Uh, I, I, I got a lot off my chest tonight. I finally told the audience <laughs> that I suck with my hands. <laughs> Thanks for joining all. me. Clearly, I, we've proved that you don't suck. Oh, please. Charlene, Doug, Jason, Rin, and Damien, thank you for joining me. Don't forget, Friday night oh, is... Sabrina. Oh, Sabrina. Sabrina's there. I'm sorry. Uh, and uh, Friday night is our game show. It's called The Exam, 9 p.m. I'll give you the categories tomorrow night. I'll tell you what we're going to do. So have okay. a great night. And uh, we'll hopefully talk to you soon. Good night. Alex Bennett is next with The Ramble, followed by Rebel Stoke Gym Canadian content, and it's adventure night there. Have fun with it. I'll see you tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Eastern, right here on GabNet.